Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, I'm Claire Murphy. This is The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Hands up if you're still working from home in some capacity. You are one of a large number of Aussies who, through the pandemic, found that the work-life balance of being able to work from home all the time or on just some days a week was much healthier than the five-day-a-week commute to the office. But now some years on from the pandemic, despite proving that our productivity increased during that time, we find ourselves still facing the discussion about returning to the office. While some employees are actively fighting the full-time return to the CBD, others are embracing the return on some days, not for the career opportunities, not for the face-to-face meetings, but because of their social lives. Today, we look at working from home as we head towards the end of 2023 and why some people are choosing Friday as the day of choice to be back in the office. But first, in news headlines for Wednesday, November 29. The uneasy truce between Hamas and Israel has continued into its fifth day with hopes more hostages and prisoners will be freed. The truce, which began on Friday, has brought the first respite to the Hamas-ruled Gaza Strip in seven weeks. And although conditions on the ground remained largely peaceful overnight, Israel's military claimed three explosives had been detonated near its troops at two different locations and some of their soldiers had been fired at. There have also been reports of Israeli tank fire in Gaza City, but no reported casualties. Since the truce began, Hamas has released 69 hostages, 50 Israeli women and children, including some as young as three, as well as 19 foreigners. In return, Israel has released 150 security detainees from its jails, all women and teenagers. Israel saying the truce can continue as long as Hamas releases at least 10 hostages a day. According to data from the National Cancer Screening Register, there's been a significant increase in the number of women screening for cervical cancer since self-administered testing was made available. In the 12 months following the rules around self-administration of the test changed in July 2022, 45,474 tests were done in Victoria, a 24-fold increase on the year before, with take-up higher in disadvantaged areas and more than 8,000 done by women who'd never been screened before. The data showed that almost two in five self-collected tests were in those aged 55 and over, while about a quarter of those overdue for screening chose to get up to date using a self-administered swab. 
Brittany Higgins will give more evidence in support of Network 10 against defamation proceedings brought by Bruce Lerman after the broadcaster aired her allegation she was raped by a colleague in Parliament House. Lerman was criminally charged in August 2021 over the alleged rape in then-Senator Linda Reynolds' office, but juror misconduct ended the trial before a verdict could be reached and a second trial was abandoned due to Ms Higgins' failing mental health. Lerman deciding to sue Network 10 and journalist Lisa Wilkinson over the report into the alleged assault in 2019, which he claims identified him despite his name not being broadcast. Lerman has spent the past few days being cross-examined, where he admitted to giving false evidence to the AFP about several parts of his story on what happened on the night in question and in the days after, but maintains he did not have sexual contact with Miss Higgins. In a scene that could be right out of one of the Final Destination movies, a group of schoolies have come out unscathed after a tree branch pierced the windscreen of their car on Gurry, formerly Fraser Island. The group of young women were driving along one of the Queensland Island's sandy tracks when the tree branch smashed through the windscreen and ended up through the headrest of the passenger seat. Miraculously, no one was injured. Gurry is one of a number of destinations away from the traditional Gold Coast, becoming increasingly popular with school leavers celebrating the end of their childhood education. Aussie legend Jimmy Barnes has revealed he's fighting a deadly infection as he cancels one of his upcoming shows. The singer, who is now 67, took to Facebook to explain that he's in hospital being treated for bacterial pneumonia, saying he would have to cancel the show planned in New Caledonia, but that his daughter and band Cold Chisel would still be performing the Rock the Boat music super cruise. He apologised for the inconvenience caused to his fans, but says doctors have confined him to bed for at least two days. He apologised for the inconvenience caused to his fans, but says doctors had confined him to bed for at least two days, but that he's hoping to be fit enough to perform at By the Sea in Torquay on Saturday. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. After the pandemic upended work from home practices across the country, on Census Day 2021, some 2.5 million Australians who were employed that day worked from home, just over 20% of the entire working population. That percentage got higher the closer into a city you went, up to 25% in some capitals. In those cities where state home orders were in place at the time, like in Greater Sydney, 31% were working from home. In Melbourne, it was 26%, compared to just 4% of people in the NT. In SA and Tasmania, it was around 10%. In the aftermath of the pandemic, with many working from home enjoying this new work-life balance, where you could combine life admin with work roles, the love affair with working from home has continued all the way through 2022 and into 23. But now more than two years on from the last pandemic lockdowns, more employers have been asking their staff to return to the office. Big companies like Amazon made it clear that they expected their corporate employees to spend at least three days a week in the office this year, deciding it would be easier for their employees to collaborate and that the in-person work would strengthen company culture. The employees in question revolted. Some even organised to file a petition against the change. Apple told their workers to return three days a week also, their employees responding with a petition, arguing that the staff have done and can continue to do exceptional work from home. Google, Disney, Meta, Tesla, Twitter and Uber, they've all called in their remote workers, even Australia's major banks. So I've said to them, team, it's time to come back five days into the office. I'm one for f- flexibility, 
I've always have been, but at the same time, we've got to make sure our people are trained to develop well. Hard to do it when you don't have a leader who's beside you listening to what's going on on the phones. That's NAB CEO Ross McEwen speaking to Channel 9 News. Some other company leaders have also warned their staff that progression in their career may suffer from working from home. But while there's been a major push to maintain the new hybrid work style, there are some employees who are returning to the office, not for the job prospects or because their boss said so, but because they've realised that Friday night drinks with their colleagues are important for their social lives too. Dr Matthew Beck is a professor at the University of Sydney Business School in the Institute of Transport and Logistics. Their latest opinion survey found Friday is one of the preferred days for workers to commute to the office. Matthew, if we compare those working from home pre-pandemic to the level of Aussies working from home now, is it actually still higher? Well, pre-pandemic, around 7 to 10% of the workforce had some experience with working from home. Post-pandemic, around half of the workforce has had some experience with working from the home environment. And at the moment, roughly on any given day, 25% of the workforce is still working from home. Why are employers asking their employees to return? What is the major factor to encourage them back into the office? People are being asked to return back to the office primarily because there is still value attached to the social interactions that people engage in while in the work environment, getting to know your teammates, getting to understand them, but also because dealing with really complex problems and coming up with innovative solutions to challenges and also just having general meetings is much easier face-to-face. Are Australian employees responding to that? Are they returning to the office in higher numbers now as we sort of see out 2023? Definitely compared to during the pandemic, more people are returning to the office for work. But what we're finding is that it's the hybrid work approach amongst those people who are able to work from home that is clearly dominant. That is working from home on average around one to two days per week and then from the office around three to four days per week. And does that work for an employer as well? I mean, we know that a lot of people during that time said that the work-life balance they got from having this hybrid model of work was very beneficial to them. But can that also be beneficial to the employer? Definitely. So we've found that people who have been working from home can do so with no loss of productivity, and that's a view supported by the employee and the employer. Workers value that flexibility that work from home offers and in particular the travel time savings by not having to commute to work and the interesting thing that we're finding is that of the time saved from not commuting those workers are investing more additional unpaid work into their job function so that has clear benefits to the organization last but not least commercial real estate in a lot of capital cities is very expensive and if people are working from home more often then some organizations can benefit from cost savings from not having as big an office space. We actually found through our studies that when people were working from home, there were huge savings to travel times on the network. So that the traffic in capital cities flowed much more smoothly with much less disruption. And one of the biggest issues for our economy is congestion on the travel network that creates big problems with productivity. And also we found that working from home practices expanding upon that point of making the economy resilient was that when we've got weather disruption or when we've got transport disruption like strikes or flooding or fire, then having some ability to be able to work from home very quickly allows the economy to continue to tick over and be resilient. 
Who's driving the return to the office for those people who could work from home and have been working hybridly or completely from home in the last couple of years? What industries are driving that return to the office now? I might be a little bit cheeky and controversial here and say that it's not really a function of the industry and more a function of probably the style of management that senior managers within an organisation use. And that is workplaces where there's more of a command and control management structure are more likely the ones that want their staff to come back into the office. It's more likely to be those kinds of workplaces where there's a lack of trust between staff and management and also where management maybe aren't as experienced or as capable in uh, delegating tasks to employees and trusting that that work will be done. Did we not learn during the pandemic that it seems employees can be trusted to work from home? You've already mentioned that productivity has increased for many people when they do get the opportunity to work from home. Is there still businesses that don't trust that as a reality? I'm not sure if it's businesses that don't trust it, but sometimes it's hard to get a leopard to change its spots. Are we also realising, I was reading a story today about work from home employees now really starting to understand that they are in some ways bearing the brunt of the cost of working from home, and I mean that in a purely financial sense, that things that maybe were paid for them going into the office, they have to shell out for themselves. Even things like increased use of toilet paper, electricity, tea and coffee, all of those kinds of things. Do we see a benefit for people to return to the office for those incidentals that we didn't consider now becoming part of our own bills? Well, some of those things are still tax deductible. The tax department allows some costs of working from home to be expensed. But generally speaking, I guess it's a function of how far away you are from work. Most dramatically, we found that for those people who are working from home, on average through the year, they can save up to around $2,500 from not having to commute. So that's petrol savings costs, public transport, ticket savings. And that's a considerable sum of money probably much more than a few extra rolls of toilet paper. Now, Matthew, you, in your research, found something very interesting in that you've already mentioned that employers understand the social benefits of having employees back in the office and having that face-to-face time amongst your colleagues and how that can lead to creativity and, you know, face-to-face meetings are beneficial in that format. But employees are sometimes choosing the day that they return to work, not based on being at the best option for them and their employer, but for the best option for their social lives? Well, I mean, humans are social creatures and we do get value out of our interaction with our colleagues. And work environments that do have a a good social culture are also more productive because if people are happy with who they're working with, if they know who they're working with, they can work with them better. So while people might be picking days to come to work because it suits their social life, being social creatures, that's important for our happiness and our ultimate productivity. So do you think we're seeing people come to work on a Friday so they can also tie in that after work drink on a Friday night and then maybe choose to work from home on a Monday? Look, I'm sure that's going to happen to some extent and it's those kinds of experiences that will grab the headlines. But what we've found is that people are generally working from home at a pretty consistent rate on any day during the week. That is around 25% of the workforce will be working from home And it doesn't matter if it's Friday, Monday, or any day in between. Do we see this hybrid working from home model changing anytime soon? I mean, we're now a few years away from the last lockdowns and life does look very different for most of us, but are we thinking that this is here to stay? 
based on the research that we've conducted, we would definitely say that it would stay. There's a strong preference amongst workers to maintain some work from home and work flexibility, primarily because of the way in which it allows people to reschedule their daily tasks, to spend some more time with family, to think more clearly and with less interruptions about work. And there are also some broader economic reasons why we should want to continue to work from home as a society around the family, around the role it can have in reducing congestion in cities and how having work from home practices allows the economy to be more resilient. In a sign that hybrid or remote jobs are here to stay, you just have to look at the job ads websites. The ads with an offer of working from home as a component now account for a record number of job postings online. And with a very tight labour market and unemployment levels low, many employers have been happy to indulge staff with the working from home option. Just choose your days wisely. If you want to apply for a job at Mamma Mia, you should know the drinks trolley comes out on a Thursday afternoon. Thank you so much for giving us a quick bit of your time so we have the opportunity to feed your mind. The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production today by Jacob Round. 